Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of the Lunch Table Talk podcast. In today's episode, I'll be going over what happened in this year's NFL draft, along with some of my favorite picks from each round, and also who I think won and lost this draft. Uh, Before I begin, once I get around to doing my favorite pick from every round, um, I'm not just choosing the best player from every round because that wouldn't be that wouldn't be interesting. I'm basing it off of uh, the players that I like and um, how they'll do in the NFL and just like the overall need for the team and how I think they'll fit in with their new NFL team. So if you listen to my last episode, which was my round one mock draft, um, I'll just go over all my correct picks from that. There weren't that many, but um, I got uh, Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Jeff Okuda, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, Derek Brown, all correct. And kind of a wild card pick that I also got correct was uh, Jeff Gladney to Minnesota. I guess now I'll go over the best and worst positions uh, from my standpoint in this in this draft class. Um, best position. I'd say it was wide receiver in terms of collegiate talent, but for the future of the NFL, I'd have to say offensive tackle is going to be the most uh, impressive or prosperous position. And worst position, I'd have to go with tight end. Uh, The best is either Adam Troutman or Cole Kmet, and they didn't go till um, late second, early third. So, and I wasn't, I don't even think there was a, 10 tight ends taken in this whole draft. So, Cole Komet, Adam Trotman both could turn out to be pretty solid players um, with the Bears and the Saints, but um, besides them, there wasn't too many great tight ends to come out of this draft class. Now I'll go over the most selections by every college. Uh, So, in first... We have LSU with 14, um, and they had five in the first round alone, which is very impressive. Um, Michigan and Michigan and Ohio State both had 10. Alabama had nine. Clemson, Florida, Georgia, and Utah all had seven. Auburn and Notre Dame had six, and then a huge collection of schools had uh, five, four, three, two, one draft players or players drafted. So. Now I'll get into like the bulk of the episode, which is going to be my favorite picks um, from every round. I also did my least favorite picks from each round, which I'll also do in this episode. But I guess we'll start with favorite picks, um, and we'll start with round one, which I'd say my favorite pick is Isaiah Simmons, linebacker slash safety slash corner um, from Clemson going to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, he definitely has the potential to be one of the best defensive uh, players in this draft, and I think he can do just that. Um, I think anything outside of the top ten for this guy, or no, top five for this guy, was a steal, and he gets to learn from one of the best linebackers in the game in Chandler Jones, and he can improve his uh, secondary um, talent from Patrick Peterson. So two um, NFL greats and Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson uh, teaching young Isaiah Simmons to carry the torch for the Arizona Cardinals. 
round two, my favorite pick from this round was Christian Fulton from LSU going to the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Titans lost Logan Ryan, who's still available on the free agent market. Malcolm Butler is probably going to leave when his contract is up. But uh, Christian Fulton, Kevin Byard, Adore Jackson could be one of the best safety trios in the league after the season. And in college, Colt Fulton had, or just uh, the 2019 season, Fulton had 38 tackles, one interception, and 14 passes defended in this past season at LSU. Now on to my favorite pick from round three. It would have to be Zach Bond from Wisconsin uh, going to the New Orleans Saints. Um, I actually considered putting Zach Bond in my round one mock draft. Um, therefore, I figured he would be one of the first picks in the second round, uh, considering he wasn't obviously taken in the first round. But he fell all the way to the third round, 74th overall to the New Orleans Saints. In this past season with Wisconsin, he had 75 tackles, 19.5 tackles for loss, 12.5 sacks, two forced fumbles, and an interception, which he took to the house. Um, he should play well aside Demario Davis, who had a breakout season last year. On to round four. My favorite pick from this round would be... Oops. My computer is all messed up. Oh, okay, here we go. For round four, would have to be James Lynch, defensive tackle from Baylor, going to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, in this past season at Baylor, he had 41 tackles, 19 and a half tackles for loss, three forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. Um, he, his and a Big 12 leading 13 and a half sacks. He was also a Big 10 defensive player of the year a unanimous All-American, and should be a great replacement for either Linval Joseph or Everson Griffin, depending on if he plays the defensive tackle or defensive end position. Moving on to round five, I decided to go with Bryce Hall, cornerback from Virginia to the New York Jets. Um, in only six games with Virginia last season, he posted 20 tackles, one sack, and four passes defended. And in 2018, he led all, the whole NCAA in passes defended with 21 passes defended. Uh, the Jets have one of the more underrated secondaries in the league. Um, of course, with Jamal Adams, uh, multiple-time Pro Bowler, leading the way. But they also have Brian Poole and Marcus May, who both had pretty underrated, but also very good 2019 seasons. And now that they added Bryce Hall, um, he should fit in well with that trio. On to round six, I decided to select Natane Mutai from Fresno State, Fresno State, sorry, uh, headed to the Denver Broncos. Uh, he was the fifth-ranked offensive guard in the draft. Um, surprising that he dropped all the way to round six, but he posted a very good combine. With the highlight being that he benched 44 reps of 225 pounds, which is tied for the fourth most in the history of the NFL combine. Um, Denver has one of the better offensive lines in the league, only really missing another offensive guard opposite side of Ristner, and I think Mutai has the potential to uh, start in that opposite guard position. 
as we move on to the more depths of the draft, we are on to now round seven, where my favorite player in this round was running back Eno Benjamin from Arizona State going to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, he's staying in state, which is nice for guys coming right out of college. If you say went to college at UCLA um, and got drafted by the Patriots or Ravens or Redskins or someone on the east coast of the U.S., um, that'd probably be a difficult transition. But Benjamin is going to be staying in the state of Arizona where he went to college and now will be playing in the NFL. Um, right now, Benjamin is listed as a third string, but he could easily be the backup behind Kenyon Drake. Um, in last season at Arizona State, he posted 230 or 253 attempts for 1,083 yards and 10 touchdowns. And on the receiving end, he ha he caught 42 balls um, for 347 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the statistics remind me a bit of Kenyon Kenyon Drake which is perfect for that Arizona offense to have two similar running backs. And I also went ahead and did my favorite undrafted free agent, um, and that would have to be Thaddeus Moss um, from LSU going to the Washington Redskins. Of course, he is the son of former NFL wide receiver Randy Moss. Um, I'm very surprised that he wasn't drafted. I thought he would be picked in the fourth or fifth round, but um, nevertheless, the Redskins really need to address this position quickly with their best tight end on the roster now being Jeremy Sprinkle, who is a decent blocker but uh, can't catch for, not going to say that word, um, it's not often an undrafted free agent gets to start week one, but Moss definitely have a, has a chance to do so with Washington. Now that we're done with my favorite picks from each round, um, now we move on to my least favorite picks from each round. So, round one, this is kind of an easy one to pick, uh, and it would have to be Jordan Love, quarterback from Utah State, going to the Green Bay Packers. Um, this pick's pretty self-explanatory why I don't like it, but if you know anything about football, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'll go over this pick in a little more depth um, in a little bit. In round two, my least favorite pick was another quarterback, and that's Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma to the Philadelphia Eagles. There's so many more positions you could have addressed, and you go ahead and get a backup quarterback in round two. I understand Carson Wentz's injury struggles, but uh, I don't know. There's just so many more uh quarterbacks on um, that that would have been available if you just waited a few more rounds and there's still there were some all right quarterbacks like Anthony Gordon that were undrafted and that you easily could have picked up but you went ahead and drafted a backup in the second round um, I mean you drafted a wide receiver in round one and honestly could have gone with another wide receiver or a tight end considering how bad your receivers were this season um, besides Zach Ertz, who's been pretty solid his entire career. Um, Denzel Mims and plenty of other great receivers were available uh, during your round two pick. Um, I just don't understand the, the picking of Jalen Hurts uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now this one might, uh, for round three, this might surprise some people. Even though um, 
I really like this player. I just don't like the fit um, with him for this team. And that's Devin DuVernay, wide receiver from Texas going to the Baltimore Ravens. And for those of you who don't know, he's actually cousins with Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. And like I said, I actually really like uh, Devin DuVernay as a player. I just don't like the fit with Baltimore. I don't think the Ravens need any more small, fast wide receivers already having um, Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, and others. Um, now all they're starting, if DuVernay starts, all their starting wide receivers will be 5'11 or less. Need to get some um, height on that receiving end, even though they, um, because they lost Hayden Hurst, um, they still have Mark Andrews, who is a beast and should continue to be a beast for that team. But um, yeah, maybe get some more height in that wide receiver position. Round four, um, hate to do it to my favorite team, but um. My least favorite pick from round four was Sadiq Charles, offensive tackle from LSU, to my favorite team, the Washington Redskins. Uh, the Redskins have had controversy with their offensive line for a long time coming now. If you know anything about that Trent Williams trade, they uh, they did trade away Trent Williams during the draft to San Francisco. But um, similar to Williams, Sadiq Charles had a lot of disciplinary issues in college. Um, I just don't think the Redskins need any more drama in their um, organization right now, and I don't know. It's just been tough with our offensive line just being god-awful uh, ever since Trent um, decided he didn't want to play with us. But hopefully Ron Rivera and some of the new head coaches and players can help Sadiq Charles um, set straight, but we will see. Round five. Least favorite pick from this draft or from this round would have to be Jason Huntley running back from New Mexico State to the Detroit Lions. Um, Detroit already doesn't run the ball very much, seeming as their leading rusher last season only had 403 yards. Plus, they took DeAndre Swift with their second round pick. Also, not a great pick, um, but anyway. But they're starting running back Karrion Johnson. He's had some injury issues in the past, but you would have think they would have covered those issues with the pick of DeAndre Swift. But yeah, they decided to take another running back in round five. Don't really understand. They could have added some depth to another position, but it's whatever. They obviously see something that I don't, but we'll see how he pans out. Um, I suppose they'll continue with their pass-heavy offense like they did last year. Now, I didn't do my least favorite picks from round six and seven and my least favorite undrafted free agent because most likely they'll just be small role, player, small role players, backups, and practice squad players. And to be honest with you, I don't know many of the sixth, seventh round players um, just because I don't watch too much college football and didn't do enough research. Now I'm going to do my top three teams with the best draft, and I'm going to do my top three teams with the worst draft. Um, I guess we'll start with uh, the best draft, and I'll go from three, two, and then a one at the end. So number three, best draft, in my opinion, goes to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Vikings lost wide receiver Stephon Diggs to Buffalo, which was a big hit to their offense um 
this offseason, and to take his place, they selected LSU's wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. One of the players I was very um, high on and talked very high of in my last episode. Um, Minnesota took him with their first pick in the first round, and then with their second pick in the first round, they took cornerback Xavier Gladney from TCU. Very solid player to replace Xavier Rhodes. Um, Like I said in my last episode, Minnesota hasn't had any Pro Bowl offensive linemen for over two decades, and to hopefully help them with that um, situation and their long-lasting offensive line troubles, they took Ezra Cleveland from Boise State, um, who I wish the Redskins would have traded up for in the second round to grab, but um, they didn't, of course. So anyway, Ezra Cleveland from Boise State went to Minnesota, um, and according to ESPN, he's a top five offensive guard in this draft. Um, so hopefully he turns out to be a pretty solid player as well. Um, and late in the draft, they took Troy Dye, linebacker, who was another under-the-radar pick, and I think he, he'll he have a pretty solid career in the NFL. Number two, best draft goes to the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Broncos needed a second wide receiver to play with Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy should be a great fit in that Denver offense. They, of course, took Judy with their first-round pick. They also took Speed Demon K.J. Hamler in the second round and Tyree Cleveland in the seventh round. So the wide receiver position should no longer be a need for the Denver Broncos. Um, Natane Mutai was listed as my favorite pick from round six, um, um, and they took him, of course, uh, he should be a good fit on the opposite side of Dalton Rissner. Um, overall, very good draft for the Denver Broncos. They, have to, they added positions where they needed to and added depth where they needed to. And finally, the team with the best draft in my position. It really hates me to do it, but I can't ignore it. It's the Dallas Cowboys. I'm surprised C.D. Lamb was the third receiver taken. I think he definitely should have been the first or second, but hey. Um, Dallas got lucky. They got a good player in Lamb, and um, he'll make a good second or third wide receiver, depending what happens with Michael Gallup. Um, the trio of Lamb, Gallup, and Cooper could easily be one of the best this season. In the second round, they got Trayvon Diggs. Of course, he's the brother of wide receiver um, on the Buffalo Bills, Stephon Diggs. Another very solid player. Again, similar to Lamb. Surprised he fell. Um, as far as he did, and at 51 overall. Um, I was going to put Neville Gallimore as my favorite pick in this third round, but I decided on Zach Vaughn. Nevertheless, Gallimore should fill the defensive line hole well because of Robert Quinn's departure to Chi-Town. I've seen and read a lot of good things about uh, cornerback Reggie Robinson on Instagram, on TV, and just just, uh, all over the place. talking about how he has the potential to be one of the major steals in this draft. Um, So yeah, Reggie Robinson, another good under-the-radar pick. Um, They also got Wisconsin center, um, Tyler Biadish, to replace now-retired Travis Frederick. Um, Kind of funny how that worked out because Travis Frederick also went to Wisconsin. So yeah, that concludes my... Top three um, teams with the best draft. One would be the Dallas Cowboys. Two would be the Denver Broncos. And three 
would be the Minnesota Vikings. And now on the list you don't want to see your team on, and that is top three teams with the worst draft. At number three, I have the New England Patriots. Um, in typical New England Patriots fashion, they took safety Kyle Duggar from Division II Lenore Ryan. Um, he was one of the best combine performers this year, um, but safety isn't exactly a need for New England, seeming as they had the best secondary in the whole NFL last season. But um, I like Duggar as a player, just not with the New England Patriots. Um, defensive end slash linebacker Joss Uchi from Michigan was kind of a reach as well. Um, and of course, they didn't address the elephant in the room, which was the quarterback position. So I guess they'll be riding with Jared Stidham in the 2020-2021 NFL season. I'm very curious to see how he performs. And they also and the Patriots also drafted two tight ends I hadn't heard of before they picked them, and a place kicker to replace Steven Goskowski over a quarterback. Very very interesting. At number two. Um, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. I really like the um, Jalen Rager pick. I think he'll turn out as a pretty solid receiver as long as they keep Carson Wentz. But I think there were still better wide receiver options on the board, like Denzel Mims, Justin Jefferson, maybe even Brandon Ayuk, but the gap between him and Rager is pretty small. And, of course, the one, the pick that pretty much everyone's talking about besides the Jordan Love pick uh, would be Jalen Hurts in the second round. Um, wow. They uh, they could have grabbed Denzel Mims still, who I thought would never drop to where he did, but um, he did, and you didn't take him with your terrible wide receivers that you have. Um, you went with a backup quarterback when there's still decent veteran quarterbacks still on the free agent market. Um, their third-round pick and linebacker Davion Taylor didn't have a single interception or forced fumble in his whole collegiate career. So, I don't know. Finally, I bet this surprises pretty much no one, but the team, my opinion, with the worst draft this year would have to be the Green Bay Packers. I mean, wow, wow, wow. This, I mean, their first round pick left me in shock, and their second round pick left me in more shock, and it was just, it was just bad all around. Um... The Packers drafted Rodgers' backup, Jordan Love, while he still has four years left on his contract, and will definitely sign another deal afterwards, as long as he doesn't show signs of age, which, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. I doubt he will. Um, they drafted a third-string running back while having one of the best running back duos in the league and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. They didn't address the wide receiver position at all. Um, they easily could have gotten two top ten receivers in this draft. Um, but like I said in my last episode, the Packers need a vertical deep threat for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both to succeed. Um, no one knows really what Green Bay's plan is moving forward. I also have a quote from former Packers quarterback, Brett Favre. He says, I guarantee you the love pick got the gears in Aaron's mind. All Rodgers needed was a reason to play elsewhere. I completely agree with this take. Um, Rodgers has every reason to want to leave Green Bay now. They gave him zero help in this draft and all free agency, and they drafted his potential replacement. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has zero excuse to want to leave Green Bay now. 
yeah, that wraps up my NFL draft review episode of this podcast. Um, I went over my favorite pick from each round, my least favorite pick from each round, um, some of the NFL team's uh, best picks and worst picks, and yeah. So, ooh, next week I have no idea what I'm going to do because I kind of, the draft really helped me with this whole podcast thing, giving me two easy episodes to do, but now that we have no sports to do or being played right now, I, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to do maybe some sort of interview with some friends or family or something like that. I, I really don't know. But we'll see moving forward. Um, if you did make it this far in the episode, I thank you for listening all the way. But um, this has been episode 11 of Lunch Table Talk Podcast. I hope to see you in episode 12. Thank you.